When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps Theater. My name is Grace. I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? Hey there. I don't know if you can see me. I'm super small right now. So small. So tiny. We shrunk down. Yeah. Subatomic. Um, I was immediately going to critique the movie, which is a movie I actually really like. But I, I really... <laughs> I did find it more like we're gigantic. And I'm like, I can't tell that you're gigantic, <laughs> you know, um, but whatever. Um, yeah. 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 Well, we can talk about that. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so we're chatting Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, another edition in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a movie that people seem to not like, Ariel. People, I don't know. I searched, I searched, uh, I searched some reviews before I saw mm-hmm. it. You know what? Um and well, first, people should search for Pusher Recaps Theater uh, yeah, on their movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate and review us and then rate and review this movie that I think is getting a really bad rap on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, it's uh, I was kind of shocked. I think a lot of people before us uh, have already kind of wondered how this fits into like the greater MCU uh the way people are thinking about the MCU right now right i guess i should say and it's definitely interesting uh to think about i think a, there's a little bit of there seems to be a little bit of fatigue for my money and i think people have been have been overly harsh i do think that this movie i enjoyed it more than uh 
Thor Love and Thunder, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I I would agree. I even I did like that movie. I mean, there's big chunks of it for me that didn't work, but I liked it. Yeah, this is really interesting. So it, it got it was getting a really bad critic store score. It has an 84% uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which um is actually pretty surprising to me. I, I thought that it was just getting like panned by everybody. Um so yeah, it's uh it's set obviously it's an Ant-Man movie, but it's also trying to set up the big bad. We have seen this character before in Kang. If you had watched uh the Loki TV show, he does make an appearance. But this is sort of, I feel like, the unveiling of what Kang can do uh uh in, in this movie. And we'll get into it in the spoiler section. But I thought for for me. You know, I mean, see it or skip it. Like, I think you're either going to see it or skip it based on how much you, you know you care about Marvel movies. So yeah. yeah, so I don't, you know, I don't think my recommendation will hold any weight. But I, I think for me, I, I think you just have to go in with like, I think if you go in with pretty low expectations, which I actually feel like I had high expectations for this for this movie. I love Paul Rudd. I love Jonathan Majors. Um, I'm not a super fan of the first two Ant-Man movies. Like they're fun, but I do kind of sometimes oh God, want top two movies in the MCU. <gasps> Ant-Man. Is that for real? <laughs> no, that's not true at all. <laughs> um, I feel like sometimes I want something with a little bit more weight and seriousness to it. And I feel like this movie does that while also being quite silly and fun. And I feel like I've seen some of the complaints that it like, it's not set in the real world. So like the minute, like, like, like being small and mini, I actually think like has like almost little to no bearing on this, on this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, a, as I guess as a spoiler alert, but I thought the stuff that was fun was fun. The overarching themes for me worked for me. It's really a, a movie about a dad and a, a daughter. I thought that worked really well. And I thought Jonathan Majors was amazing. Although, I think everybody is saying Jonathan Majors is amazing. So um, that's not like, I think different than what other people are saying, but I don't know. I had fun. And when I'm going to a Marvel movie, that's like all I really want. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you yeah, think? I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think um, it's a cold take that Jonathan Majors is great in this role. I guess I'm trying to make it a, I'm trying to morph it into a hot take. Maybe mm-hmm. the hot take would be for me to say that I'm the first person to say that he was really good in this role. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody say it. Not uh... even me earlier when I said it. <laughs> Even me 30 seconds ago. Um, multiverse, maybe. I think I think in the multiverse, like, you were the first person to say it. Yeah. That was a different mm-hmm. thing. Um, I should say, just for my piece, I won't spoil it now, but I am going to be spoiling, I guess, some of Loki later on in the spoiler section. And I think that's yeah. fair game because this occurs mm-hmm. after that and all this homework that we have to do to watch to keep up with these movies. Uh, but I, I actually was the opposite of you in that I had very low expectations. I'm kind of over... I am personally over being disappointed by Marvel movies. So mm-hmm. now I just go in with very, very low expectations at all times, no matter what. And I, again, I will out myself. I saw it really late on Friday night. And mm-hmm. that was probably a bad idea because I fell asleep. But then I saw it Whoa. again. I rectified yeah. myself. Thank God this movie had a two hour runtime. Like, thank God you did not fall asleep. I know. For a I mean, movie. honestly. Mm-hmm. I knew I was like super out of it because I was like, wow, this movie's still on. But to your point, mm-hmm. it's only two hours. And these mm-hmm. days we know that's a precious, precious commodity. Um, but uh, seeing it a second time and actually understanding and, uh, everything about the story, I had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, yes, were there things that could have been better? Were there things, character beats and narratives that could have been fleshed out more? Absolutely. Would that have made the movie longer? Probably. 
And do I want to make that trade? I don't know that I do. And so, you know, the fact that I enjoyed it and thought it was funny, like you said, in the way that like Ant-Man movies have been known to be, not just the Marvel movies writ large. um, I had fun. It was, I think perhaps maybe people were expecting a little bit more from, from Jonathan Majors. uh, But I, he's electric every time he's on screen. So, you know, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah, uh, I I agree. So it sounds like we're both going to be a little bit higher on this uh, movie than maybe uh, the general public and the, the critics are. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's let's spoil it. Let's spill the PSRT. So the film actually starts with Janet, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, in the quantum realm. And she encounters Kang, played by Jonathan Majors. And a little bit later, I know this is one of the critiques, like Janet never says what her time down in the quantum Don't realm was like. Don't ask her grace. She doesn't Not, want to talk about it. It was a difficult time. But later she will reveal that uh, Kang would like her to help uh, rebuild his multiversal power core after they manage to repair it. Janet sees a vision of Kang conquering and destroying entire timelines. And as a result, she decides to destroy the power core, rendering it unusable. So back in the present day, Scott, uh, post sort of, um, you know, the the big battle, he's uh, he's written a novel and he lives a pretty basic life with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. Hope, played by Evangeline Lilly, and his daughter, Cassie, played by Catherine Newton. This is a, a recast of Cassie. A recast. I don't yeah. love it be honest like i like the new actress but i don't love the theory cast so that's all i'm saying um i would definitely feel bad for the original actress i cannot remember who she is so it didn't bother me <laughs> she wasn't really famous bad. enough that's right not she famous a very forever. emotional hug in endgame but that's about it yeah so cassie's been working on a device that can contact the quantum realm with her grandfather hank played by michael douglas janet panics and tries to stop the device but they are all sucked into it Scott and Cassie end up uh, with some quantum realm folks, these rebels, um, including Gentora, um, uh, Quaz, who's played uh, by the wonderful uh, William Jackson Harper. Uh, uh, Gentora is played by K- Katie O'Brien. And uh, and Veb, this like goo creature. This was so fun. I love these people. Um, Hope, Janet, and Drink Hank. Yeah. The ood, Grace. Dr- well, this is, yeah, so this is Hope, Janet, and Hank meet with Lord uh, Kryler, played by Bill Murray. They also drink some ooze so they can understand what everybody's saying. And uh, he reveals that he actually works for Kang now, even though they were, like, rebels years before. Um, they escape in a ship when Kryler tries to, like, turn them in. Kryler, I think, gets eaten by a little octopusy thing that they eat in these drinks. That's that, pretty Pretty funny. barbaric. Yeah. One of, the, one of the most barbaric things I think you see all movie. Agreed. Um, the Langs are told by the rebels that Janet's involvement with Kang is what made him rise to power. And like anywhere, anybody who's involved with Janet is going to be attacked. So the rebels uh, are attacked by Kang, led by Modok. This is uh, played by Corey Stahl, this like, you know, uh, uh, machine only designed for killing. What is it? I can't remember. What yeah, is, designed but... f- for only killing or for only, only for killing. It should yeah. be Modfuck. Mo- well, I guess Modok. they make that joke. In the, in Modok, the yeah. Um, but uh, and to be clear, it's like a very yeah stretched out Corey stall yes. face so yes. it's like a lot of for a lot of people this didn't work but like it, come on like it's so mm-hmm. dumb it's pretty of, dumb of yeah. course it doesn't work but also that's why it works that's why it works yeah we see his little butt at some point too um <laughs> i forgot about that yeah so they are taken uh a capture taken to kang and scott demands that they fix that he fixed the power core 
or he'll kill Cassie. So Scott, with all the different versions of the, he like enters this like um, uh, possibility zone uh, where all different versions of Scott are there and all of them in every, every multiverse, every Scott wants to save Cassie. So they like ant, you know, form an ant chain thing to, to help Scott uh, fix the power core. Um, but immediately Kang is like, yeah, but actually like, uh, I'm not going to give you your daughter. Uh, reneges on the deal, uh, captures Janet, makes Hank crash his ship. Um, so much, so much chaos. Uh, Hank is saved by his aunts who got sucked in with him. And uh, because of quantum realm mechanics, they have like rapidly evolved through time. Hyper intelligent. <laughs> this part, this part created, was hilarious. It was like, created a socialist they lived, society. They lived like a million lifetimes because they fell through like a time pocket. So now these yeah. ants are like more intelligent than any of us, basically. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, Hank helps Scott and Hope with the help of the ants. Cassie rescues a Gentora, the rebel leader, and they cause an uprising to attack Kang. Uh, Cassie also convinces Modok uh, to help, uh, convinces him not to be a dick. Uh, so he eventually uh, turns on Kang, fights him. Uh, he does die in the fight. And one of my favorite lines in the movie is like, ah, at least I died in Avenger. <laughs> Scott's like, you sure Darren. did, buddy. You sure Darren. did, Darren. Yeah. Um, so the rebels fight Kang. Uh, just as Kang looks like he's like defeated everybody and he's going to escape the quantum realm with his new army, the ants arrive and like take him away. Um, and so the ants are able to overcome Kang, just the sheer number of them. Janet fixes the power core and along with Hank, Hope, and Cassie jumps through the portal. Just as Scott's trying to go through, Kang attacks him. Hope comes back and helps Scott knock Kang into the power core and sends him into oblivion. Cassie uses the device to open a portal and bring them back home. So all is well. Scott's totally fine. He's like, this was great. This is cool. We stopped like Kang the Conqueror. And then is like, oh, but remember when Kang told me that like destroying him might actually lead to like something even more terrible? And I'm sure that will never happen. And that's like the end of the movie. We get two uh, credit scenes. One Kang variant meet to discuss that the Conqueror is dead and has been killed um, by Ant-Man and they plan their uprising. In the second post credit scene, Loki and Morbius spot another Kang variant named Victor Timely in the 1900s. Mobius! I was so happy to get see him. Did I say Morbius? You might have. I did say Morbius. I... Yeah, it was Jared Leto, right? With Loki? It was Morpheus. It was Morpheus. And he was like, it's Morbin time, right? No. <laughs> he was like, Mobius Neo, and Mobius. Sorry. Neo, you're the one. I mean, Loki, right. you're the one. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, wow. I, okay, so what I think, I think to, to try and figure out where people think it didn't work is mm -hmm. that it simultaneously, I think for a movie that was supposed to be big, like it's supposed to be Kang's introduction, right? To he's like you actually get to see how powerful Kang is. Mm -hmm. I think it was a little smaller in scope than people were hoping this movie was going to be, in the sense that there was no there's no debut of like the Fantastic Four. We really get like no new characters. And in fact, we actually like lose a bunch of the like first few Ant-Man characters, like all these other people who are around the first few Ant-Mans um, mm -hmm. who are not here. The people that we do get, you could sense that like almost get Janet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess we had her yeah. before. We get Major Janet here. Yeah, you could you could get the sense that like almost nobody who was like introduced in this movie is going to hang around in a future movie. Like, I don't think many of the people who are like from the quantum realm, other than like being something that they could maybe use later. I also think there's some critiques yeah. about like Kang is pretty powerful, but also does get taken out by literal ants, which I can get to why I think it works. I actually think Brooklyn Zed has been making a really good point about why the rebellion stuff, I think actually did work. Um, and so I think that people thought it 
it would be bigger and it just didn't seem as big, I think, as people were expecting. And so therefore it was like kind of a, a more self-contained story, but then wasn't as self-contained, I think, as like some of the previous Ant-Man movies have been, which I think people thought were a bit more fun. There's a lot of like, this is just Star Wars. This is just Marvel does Star Wars uh, critiques and whatever. I don't know. I was just like, can we just write? That was pretty fun. I thought that was really fun. I don't know. I mean... What's wrong with Star Wars? A lot of things, depending on which movie you're talking about. That's but true. Uh, I I had the same thought, honestly, and I didn't take that as a negative. Like it didn't mm-hmm. feel like I did say, "Oh wow, this is this is just it's Star like the Wars. cantina." But know? I didn't mean, "Oh, this is worth this is just Star Wars," so it's like worth writing off, and it's not really an original thing. Like <laughs> I think, uh, you know, seeing Cassie and Scott like together and adding the the wrinkle of him being not just a dad you know in previous movies we've seen him be the concerned dad or whether you know Cassie's in danger or he's just trying to get back to her you know he's been in jail a big thing in this movie is like reminding us how much time he has spent either in the quantum realm or in prison um away from her it's something that can kind of use us to manipulate uh Scott in a way so like seeing that piece of the relationship now that she's a you know a a pre-adult, a older teenager, um, and getting to see him have to worry about her, have to protect her, but also try to teach her like how to fight. She has her own suit. Um, that stuff worked for me. Like I, I, I know for some people, it kind of felt like it was a little too mid. Like it didn't go far enough being emotional, or it didn't, you know, or felt too lighthearted. Whatever. I thought you know, for it being the third movie, I think to your point about the pressure of the movie holding Kang, it's also like, we've come to expect a certain something from the third movies in some of these MCU, like mini franchises within the MCU. So I think um, that all makes sense. But also at the end of the day, we knew it was going to take place in the quantum realm and the quantum realm is tiny. So the movie's probably going to feel small. I mean, I, I thought the quantum realm was really fun. Uh, like I was like loving it. Uh, I thought that like all the different character design and the, the way it was like Star Wars. Like I was like, this is really fun. I know some people are like pretty, pretty, I, I mean, I would agree that probably William Jackson Harper was underused. There's a lot of like fan theories going yeah, around. I would, that agree this might that. Be, I would agree with that. This might be the new Reed Richards or whatever. And he ends up being this guy who like is mostly there for a comedic scene where he can read the minds. Uh, he can read Scott's mind and is like trying to like, there's jokes about like what he's actually thinking. Um, but I, you know, they're very comic reliefy, but I, I, you know, it did work for me, like the rebellion uprising. And I, I think for sure, I think there's a reading you can have where like that stuff is all in there to sort of support these like white people. Sorry. So, but like, I, I don't know. I did think it was very fun. And, and I would, the, the point of me being like, yeah, we'll probably never see these people again. It's not that I don't want to see them again. I would happily see them again. Um, and in fact, I'm really happy with what we, I don't know. I just, I thought it was very fun and it worked. And and so to, to Zed's point about Kang being like, really the Kang, the conqueror, really, he gets beat by like, not the rebels by like ants. Like, cause like Kang's able to fight off the rebels. It's like the ants that he's actually not able to do, but you could argue that that happens. The ants come after the initial rebellion and he's had to fight Scott and, and whatever. Um, Zed's point is that um, there is, there's no level of power that can't be undone when the amount of people who are being suppressed come together. It's kind of like the general theme of like, there is more of us than there is of them, no matter what technology, no matter what power and money uh, and control they have, if enough people can rise up, there's more of us 
way more of us than there are of you. And that's a little bit what the story is trying to do. There's a lot of that with like Cassie's stuff of Cassie being, um, uh, you know, a, an ally is like an activist. Right. And I love, I love the stuff. Uh, uh, Zed's favorite part of the movie as well is, um, is Cassie shrinking down a cop car, which is very mm-hmm. funny. It's very good. Um, yeah. The cop's like, I know you did it. I know you did Where it. is yeah. it? And she's like, yeah. I don't know. And then she pulls yeah. out what looks like a toy car. And it's yeah. obviously a real car that she has shrunk down. Yeah. And so I, and then, and then Cassie's point basically to Scott, cause Scott's like, this isn't our fight. And Cassie's like, no, it, but it is because we're like, they're being suppressed. So it is our fight. I thought that stuff like worked really, really well. And yes, I think there's a world where like, you know, we could have focused more on the quantum realm folks and that would have been a more powerful story. But like the thing I was, somebody asked recently, like, why, why do they, why do I think Black Panther Wakanda forever didn't work? And I actually don't think the movie entirely didn't work. There's a lot of really love in that movie, but I started to list off all the things that that movie is trying to do. And just made me realize like Marvel is trying to spin a million plates at once with every movie. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, yes, I do wish that like the quantum realm stuff, like maybe got more play. I don't want the movie to be longer. Just, I'm just, I've seen that. Like, do we actually want a three hour quantum mania movie? I do not. I do not no. want that. I mean, I but could I do feel like 15 minutes, but I would have been complaining about it, honestly. Yeah. But I do think that like now this like opens the door that like I would love a quantum, uh, like a quantum mania show, uh, like a TV show where we're like going to hang out in the quantum realm. Uh, I know that would probably be too expensive to make a, a Disney show and the graphics would look terrible, but like, I don't know. It opens the door now for like those characters to like be around. And I thought that's the overall themes of like fighting against Kang the Conqueror and that like, yeah, if you actually like one of them against uh, many people against one of them can actually take them down. And then what that actually sets up is for the future of Kang. Cause I feel, felt that way a little bit. I actually wish that Kang had have killed a major character. I think he, I think he should have killed one of the main uh, people or Scott should have been stuck in the quantum realm. And we can talk about that. But mm-hmm. ultimately the point is, yeah, you can handle one Kang, but the point of Kang moving forward for my, and I'm not a comic book person. My understanding is that, there's a lot of Kangs, so it's going to be pretty tough. You knock down one mm-hmm. Kang, there's another one. They're like We yeah. see a whole realm of Kangs, and like they all have their own problems because they're all going to be like infighting and fighting against each other. But like right. the point, I think, of the of moving forward is like there's a million Kangs you have to defeat, which maybe mm-hmm. feels like futile and like not super fun. I know people are like multiversed uh, out and that like a lot of this stuff loses stakes. Like they're mm-hmm. talking about whether Iron Man should come back into the MCU. And I'm like, boy, I, I feel like that would like take a lot out of Avengers Endgame to have. To, yeah. To have Why did we do all that? Why did I shed all those tears and return to see that movie in the theater a gajillion times? So anyway, I think that the, the rebellion stuff and the quantum realm stuff actually worked really well. Not only like just because it was like the most fun I was having in the movie. And that's mostly what I wanted out of this movie. But I also think it actually, actually did a good job to set up Kang and moving forward what the stakes are of this phase. This is the best phase five movie by far, Ariel, I think. (laughs) Yes. The first and only I'm putting it at number one so far for phase five. Um, Anyway, I agree with a lot of that. I think, uh, Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to hit all the points. I know we said a lot of things. No, 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 it's great. It's wonderful. That's 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 how we speak. We speak in lists. Uh, So the quantum realm, I agree. It honestly looked better than I was expecting. I was expecting a lot of gibberish, like, uh, you know, visual gibberish, things that I couldn't really kind of understand. And yeah, there were things that could have looked better for for the most part. I was definitely always fascinated by what I was looking at. And there were things that looked cooler and more expensive. And there were things that looked less cool and less expensive, but it was always, 
interesting and I could, for the most part, track everything I was looking at. And that's not true of some of the Marvel movies that take place in like regular Earth. So whatever. Um, So I think that the Loki or excuse me, the the uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, the Mm -hmm. Kang stuff is super interesting for a lot of the reasons that you're saying going back to Loki. And I will just say again, I'm going to be talking about the ending of Loki because we met Kang there. So sorry, light spoilers for that. Uh, He warned us like he's he's been like pruning the timeline, basically. Right. And he's like the only he was called he who remains and he was the only Kang who had remained. And he warned that if he was killed and nobody took up his job, that this would happen. And this being that all the Kang variants would get together and cause more problems like they had already caused. There was a war that he warned us about that had happened and it almost literally uh, stopped existence from being period. Uh, so I think it's end of sentence. <laughs> from from end of sentence right being... There. Uh, yeah, that's existed. it. That's the complete thought. That's a full <laughs> sentence. Uh-huh. From existence so it's being. It's fascinating to consider to your point about the idea that, like, I actually really love that every time we have met Kang, there's only been twice so far, but every time we meet a Kang, it's like, it's a different Kang. They're a little bit different, but also they kind of have the same, they have a lot of the same history or at least the same kind of sensibility, even if one was like a little bit more uh, jokey and theatrical and this one was certainly more serious but the idea that they can they can one one by one be easily defeated when they are independent but the idea that all of them together and to your point again about this movie that all of the kangs together could rise and cause not just major problems but like problems on a stage that you know like uh war and terribleness and destruction on a uh like to a degree that we have not seen before. And I think, you know, seeing them at the end, and so for some people, I'm be like, oh, you're you're giving the movie too much credit, but I actually think it's, if you think about it, the text is there. They are going to rise and cause problems because they are more, they are greater than the, or their sum is greater than uh, their whole, excuse me, Kang's whole is greater than the sum of How all many holes does he disparate have? parts. He has at least seven holes, seven holes. per mm-hmm. Kang. So all those holes together is a lot. Yeah. Um, and I loved loved i have to say seeing loki and mobius at the end it was my favorite moment in the entire movie and it was such a quick thing but my heart literally leapt when i saw those two characters and it just takes you right in and puts you in the stakes of both loki season two and kang in a way that feels familiar it felt like old school mcu where the i think it had been so long for me where the post-credit scene like actually mattered to me and didn't just feel like, oh God, I hope that becomes a thing in like 10 years, aka Harry Styles. Uh, it's yeah, what's happening? It felt that? really good. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I I agree with the uh, with 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 what you're saying. I think that it um yeah, it 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 worked. I know a big complaint of this movie is that and we joked about it, but Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet spent so much of this movie not explaining. Grace, I don't want to talk about it. I already told you. I don't want to uh, talk about Janet. I'm not ready. And I know that's like a big complaint. I don't know. I was like God, that's frustrating, but like, I don't know. What are you going to do? I mean, she does eventually explain That's it. what happens when you go through trauma. <laughs> I don't know what don't to know. tell you, people who have never gone through trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, it is a little bit like plot convenient. And then she's like, right before it happens at the beginning, she's like, there's something I never told you. And then they get sucked in. And then yeah. she's like, all right, there's something you should know. And by the time she tells us, it kind of doesn't matter. And she's not really telling us everything. Um, um but yeah. you did get, you know, it's Michelle Pfeiffer, so I kind of, I kind of respect her. I certainly don't blame her performance. It's more of like a function of her character, and uh, or maybe a lack of lack thereof of a function. And to I that mean, point, they needed I will them just all point to be to yeah, Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know she had like five lines in the movie. Like eventually, they can they okay, Marvel. I have a challenge for you. <laughs> Can you please stop making the sciencey people in your movies the people who are the most anti-science? Please, please, enough, stop, please, please, figure it out. Um, DC's gonna yeah. find a way to make Shazam like an, actually a scientist instead of oh like a kid. <laughs> Zach Levi, look at you. Um, whatever, it's fine. Um, I, 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 I don't care for Hope Van Dyne one bit. And so like her mm-hmm. level of involvement in this movie was perfectly acceptable f- to me. Uh, to like, me. <laughs> yeah. At least she's not Black Panther. <laughs> she keeps showing up uh, to help Scott and is like, thanks. They're like, cool. Uh, like, great. We're, uh-huh. we're together. Definitely together. Uh, speaking of together, uh, <laughs> excuse yes. me, uh, Errol, but uh, Kang and Janet, right? Definitely. Definitely. I know she joked oh, about uh, uh, her and Bill Murray, like uh, Crowler, but like Janet and Kang, right? they have needs. I, she had needs. She was down there for thirty years. Bang the Conqueror. Uh, Kryler yeah. probably got old, and I like, and I don't mean age wise. I mean like you know, you get like monotonous, and then she's like, "Ooh, Kang is like from the multiverse, though. Like he knows yeah. things that I've only dreamed." Of. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear my joke? I said um, Kang the Conqueror, more like Bang the Conqueror. 
right. Okay, thank God you didn't hear thank it because you. if I repeated the joke and you didn't and you didn't hear it, I would have been thank you for repeating it. I would have I, had to edit out the whole piece. I, so, you're like, uh, cut. We're stopping the pot here. We're never recording together again. Um, yeah. I uh, think for sure there's no way that he didn't show her a thing or three uh, from the multiverse. But so. uh, you brought up you brought up Bill Murray. What did we think about that? I, you know, as far as cameos go, yeah. you know, he stands on the shoulders of random cameos. I think it's more, it kind of was more a thing in like the Thor franchise. Um, but they people pop Thor. over all the time. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I think he has a bunch of allegations against him, right? Wasn't this almost like, isn't this a thing where like the movie, didn't the movie have to be, uh, whatever. Oh, uh, like he might have, he might have like been in it more and then they cut him out. Eh, well, news to I me. Yeah, it's the. I mean, they did kill him. Uh, they did kill him in the movie uh, <laughs> after he ate that baby squid thing. I mean, it's. I mean, the allegations have it always said because it's just like, yeah, you do like love these people. But yeah, I got a lot. I got let Bill Murray go. I think so. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. It's like definitely the cheesiest part of the movie, right? Like him being like, uh, you know, and it, I felt like it also was like so obviously coming. This like he's like I'm Lord Cryler now, and it's like yeah, obviously I like join the resistance i think it's a fine beat i think like if you're gonna like show how powerful kang is because i do think one of the things they say in this movie um is it, it, i think it's him he says well he's he can be very persuasive and so i do yeah. like setting up yeah, that it that it's it's not just that kang has magic tech and that he is like whatever like there's a reason why like People who become fascist rulers often are, are you know, charismatic or, or know how to, like, tap into something that not everybody uh, mm -hmm. uh, can Know how do. to connect with people, know how to right. say things to people and, like, personalize and use that as a weapon. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, so, it's Jonathan Major. So, like, we know right away he's, like, super charismatic. Yeah, so I mean, Bill Murray being like, you know, he's very persuasive. Like, Lord, I, yeah, I Lord, Lord Murray. Lord Bill Murray. Lord yeah. Murray. Um. I got to be on the. I mean, the more I come away from the movie, the more I'm fine with Modoc, and I just had to be like, yeah, it's not totally for me, but it seems to be working for a bunch of people, and that's totally fine. I, I did. I Modoc didn't really. Did I thought that the character of Modoc, like mm -hmm. of it being Darren, who's Modoc, and being like, uh, like out for revenge, and then being like, uh, you know, only call me Mo right when he's like on the on the walkie or whatever, and he's just like mm -hmm. not answering to Darren, he answers to Modoc, and then the stuff at the end, like I do think I think the funniest line in the movie is like, and then I'll die in Avenger. Like I thought that was so funny. Uh, don't be a dick. I thought maybe like overplayed like one too many times for the first time it was like very funny. Yeah. I you know I I again like to your point. Like it not working is the point of is of how it like works. If it works for you, that it's like such a stretch to like. It's supposed to just be stupid. Literally stretching his face. Yeah, it did. It didn't work. I didn't think it was. Very, I had. Can I tell you? I had someone behind me who thought everything in the movie was funny. Like I had. One uh -oh. of those. So then oh, when no. I was like, I don't know, maybe I need to watch it again, and I'll think my there. <laughs> but like, well, you know. to that point, the first time I watched it, where I fell asleep about you know mm -hmm. an hour and fifteen minutes into it. Um, he i was like kind of turned off by or like you know like i just i didn't like it that's why i didn't like it because i was seeing turned on a, by it seeing seeing it a second time no judgment yeah. seeing it a second time i was like this is kind of working now so maybe i needed to like adjust my brain to more stupid <laughs> yeah I, I i think that the character nature of it worked and i just like wish it was different cgi but, but it, would that worked for people so i get like it's fine uh, and that's I'm, I'm so happy it worked for people what i will say is that it did feel a little bit like 
um, a little too inside baseball as far as like a reference. Like, I think it's funnier if you like know the Modoc reference, if you know Modoc as a character, because then you're kind of bringing that into how Darren is acting as Modoc. And it's like a surprise that they made that character Modoc as opposed to just like the regular Modoc that you meet. And apologies um, to Corey Stahl, but you also have to remember Corey Stahl was the bad guy in the first Ant Man movie. And I did not rewatch the Ant Man movie. So, nothing and then it looks nothing like him. Like his face right. is stretched. I keep like to it's this only because I know the voice like, one right? and a half times yeah. to this day. I don't really see him in the face. Like I'm looking and it kind of looks like where he's tall, but it doesn't really at all. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would agree. Um, uh, I do think a bit that works for me. I, I feel like it would, I feel like the joke would have been funnier if people, kept not realizing it was Darren because what's funny is the amount of times he like unveils his mask and they're like Darren but like it would be funny if he like unflipped his mask and then he's like because like the whole point is that he doesn't want to be called Darren I know mm -hmm. I'm like critiquing I'm like basically like giving uh script edits which maybe people like hate when they listen to a movie podcast but like oh, that's what they come like to us the, for I feel like if the joke is like I don't want to be called Darren having people not be able to recognize him to the point where he has to like say that his name is Darren so that they know they're like this is why I'm Modoc now. I feel like it would have been a little bit funnier, right? But every time he like lifts his mask, they're like, Hank does the same thing. He's like, oh, Darren? And like, Darren, I feel yeah. like, and I guess that's the point that then he's like, no, not Darren, Modoc. But like, if he was having to be like, it's, it, look, it's me. It's Darren. I'm Darren. Like, it's Darren, but I'm Modoc now. Yeah. Um, no, I think actually that might have been funnier if they were like, oh my God, you look nothing. Cause they, you know, they do do the thing where like, oh, you look different, but they're kind of like talking around him. They don't want to yeah. tell him that he looks different. <clears throat> um, but perhaps for them, do not recognize him. Then he pointed out, then be like, oh God, you look awful. Uh, yeah. That might've worked, but he's not, he's not a people person. Modoc, no. AKA Darren. He's, no. he's a dick. You know, he's only made for killing. He was only created for killing. That's true. He's a That's, dick. And he learns to not always him. have to, to be it's, a dick. When they do make him and you see his little butt and his little tiny legs. I mean, it's pretty funny. It was very, it was very Darth Vader and in, a, very, in a way that was very intentional. It's like Vader meets uh, Rick and Morty, which apparently like a bunch yes. of like uh, Marvel writers come from Rick and Morty. Um, okay. Let's talk about um, the, so apparently a rewrite happened at the end of the movie where Scott was going Stop to be stuck the in the quantum realm. Yeah. <clears throat> he was going to be stuck in the quantum realm. They decide to change that and have somehow Cassie opens a portal to help Hope and Scott back, which I do think I was talking with Mike Bloom and there's some everything is super coverage from Kevin, Mike and uh, Josh, which is very fun. I'm excited to check it out after we're done here. I do think for, for me and, and, and the same thing I said earlier, I kind of wanted one of Hope, Hank, Janet, um, probably not Scott or Cass. I mean, I would I, I would. I love Paul Red. I would have been blown away if Scott had have died uh, um, because of Kang. And I actually did wonder when he got stuck behind whether that was going to happen. Because um, I do think like giving him something else that he does, even if you're ultimately able to defeat him to give this big loss, thing would have been really powerful. What yeah. uh, Mike's uh, comment to that was, was like, I feel like having him have a kill and also having Scott uh, get stuck does like the end beat for Mike worked really well in terms of like, uh, look at that. We did it. And then like, Oh, remember when he said that thing, like uh, about how, like uh, if we kill him, like maybe more can like there'll be something terrible that happens. Like, I'm sure that's fine. And like moving on is like a beat that really worked for Mike yeah. at the end of the movie. I mean, it does. And you can't it... have that if he like killed his father-in-law or 
I, I love, stuck, you know? I love the idea of, of Scott dying. Honestly, now that that came out wrong, but you know what I mean? Like no, the, I, I, from, I, from a narrative perspective, oh, I think I that it was would coming. actually be like really rich. And I was actually dreading him getting stuck again, just because he's already been stuck. Like that was his whole five years and it would just feel a little bit redundant. So I think they either somebody else getting stuck, like either Cassie or him and Cassie, I think maybe would have worked, but it kind of, while I do think that even just the getting stuck thing again is like more dramatic, it's it we already had that end note for Ant-Man and, and the Wasp the second movie. So yeah. I I don't really love that. And the idea that and and I agree with Mike that it does feel very Ant-Man franchise in general to kind of like the whimsy yada yada it was so serious and kind of be like that ah, who cares whatever uh but what i will say is i love love the idea again bringing bringing uh the kang that we met or he's not really kang but he was the kang variant that we met in the loki finale having both of those kang variants warn us about kang and like we're not taking the warning to me is very compelling like he keeps anytime he appears right. it's like i have to tell you about this thing it's really dangerous and people are like ah whatever and it's, i do like that as well mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so so in, you know in all, and and so i think that gets undercut if like kang kills uh one of the uh the langs right or whatever because well, like hope or janet i was like i was kind of done with them honestly. well janet <laughs> I could uh, the reason why it, my, the reason why janet kill works I, I think that they need janet in because she seems to be the person who can like create like multiverse tech so i feel like they need well, i mean i think you could have done that with somebody else but i do think like killing off janet is like okay yeah that kang is bad and I, you still i think can like send kang into oblivion in like this like unknown void or whatever right like and i do imagine that at some point um we're probably going back to get that kang um uh get it, that kang get that, move that kang yeah. uh <laughs> right because um, he's like technically like in that mini mini sub sub yeah i think whatever, he's in the whatever. yeah yeah i think he's in that thing but i think the thing about killing janet is that they're like there is history between the two of them and so him getting revenge on janet like works not from this like i feel like it's not a justified killing, but also like it, there's a little bit more like it doesn't feel as like. So if 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 Kang kills Scott is C Cassie's whole thing is going to be like about getting revenge on Kang. Yeah, right? It would yeah, have yeah. to like she'd be so focused on like which I would be OK with. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, I'm I'm there. to Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I definitely wanted it from like a like give this movie. to. And I was going to say this thing about like when I was thinking about why I thought Ant-Man might die in the movie is because I do feel like to a degree, even though I thought that these post-credit scenes were really, really good. I do feel like there's a lack of like surprise to the Marvel stuff. We are like, people are going to conventions where it's like, here's the name of not the next Avengers movie. The one after that, that one is called secret wars. So like, we're going to do secret wars. It's and it's secret. just like, and I, I mean, I do think with secret wars, there's like a lot of like surprising stuff they can do. I mean, I, I don't know how like risky they're, they can, they're going to be in terms of some of this stuff, but like, I don't know. I did think that, like, I don't think there's another Ant-Man movie scheduled, right? And so I felt like... Yeah, now that we know of, I don't think. So I felt like there was a chance that they could kill Ant-Man because it would have been a genuine way to build so much buzz about this Marvel movie. And in, in a way that, like... Uh, and maybe we should talk and about And build this, buzz around Kang. And Kang. And I just thought it would, like... I thought... It was as it was happening. I definitely thought it was happening. It didn't happen. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that they didn't do it. But I was just 
thinking that maybe Marvel was going to look for this way to like kickstart its franchise in a way that like, I think a lot of people are coming out of this movie being like, yeah, it, I'm not super excited to see the next Marvel thing in a way that I think like that would have been such a like moment um, and whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care who they kill. I just think like, and so my, my thinking here is that like, I am a little worried Ariel as like Marvel. I mean, this movie's still going to make a lot of money. But we keep joking that like Marvel movies are the only thing that do business, right? The only things that like people go and see. And that has like kind of not been true now that Avatar made a billion dollars and um, did it make $2 billion? Made $2 billion. And mm -hmm. Top Gun yeah, Maverick. The third, the third uh, yeah. most, uh, you know, making moneyest movie in history. And, and, and Steven Spielberg, uh, I can't believe he literally told Tom Cruise that he saved cinema because that was a thing I kept joking that like Tom Cruise saved cinema. And there's Steven Spielberg like at the uh, the Oscars luncheon being like, you effing saved cinema, dude. You saved us all. You saved all our butts. So like I think cinema is maybe in a healthier space than like um, it could have been if like we don't have those movies this year. But I also do kind of worry like what if what if Marvel just kind of like fails what if it what if it fails what if it what if this what if this thing is kind of over and to that extent like can can cinema can like can like what you know uh i think there'll always be some form of cinema there'll be like theaters that are playing it but like big these big theaters that sit in our like cities like you know that you go mm -hmm. and you watch like 12 screens that they gotta fill like what happens to those if like can marvel die could it die could marvel like not exist? is it too big to fail I don't know. Is it? It's not know. too big to fail, but I think it takes, it's something that's going to take a long time if that is in fact. And there are people who have been prognosticating that that's what is currently happening. And it's like a slow death. I would argue like it's at best, it's like having to do some heavy recalibrations and these next few movies are going to be super important. And arguably this one probably didn't do as well, at least, uh, critically as they would um, have wanted it to it's doing well money wise which yeah, is like, it made, like day, most what they kind of what they care about 360 million dollars on a 200 million dollar budget but they're, they're totally fine. Point, you can make the argument that at some point the the seeming like it starts in the discourse right between the critics and the discourse you're like kind of crapping on it even though you're going to see it and at some point that's going to turn into apathy or at some point historically it can turn into apathy and i think that would be that would be the fear and the, and I I just think it it like on one hand I'm like oh it would free up like this like idea of like what would people go watch instead right like what would we get instead of like the Marvel temple like what would these companies put their money and effort into like these things like the, the national Top treasure like, franchise a perfect great um but at the same time I do just worry that like as I think that like going to the movies is a thing that I think is just becoming a little bit like extinct, but it's very interesting because also I think studios are pivoting a little bit from like, like how much, how early they went to streaming. Although I just saw like Megan's going to hit streaming already, I think and an uncut version as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's just very interesting. There's two other Marvel movies this year. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will come out in May and the Marvels will come out in November. The Marvels just got pushed, I think. To November. Oh, did it? To come out. Oh, in, yeah. No, two November. It's supposed to come out, I think, in July. Yeah. So or maybe August or something like that, or maybe it was in September, but it got pushed to November. I mean, Guardians, which I'm happy with. I'm happy yeah, with great. like less. It seems like Bob Iger is on this kick yeah. of like, 
let's release less. And I'm about that because between the Disney Plus, it was the first time in the MCU uh, history where I was like falling behind on stuff, aka some of the TV shows. I'm just being like, I can't, I can't. I just, I don't have time for this. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. So uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will do gangbusters like uh, even if it's bad i think people will go watch it the marvels is one i'm a little bit more worried about because uh miss marvel was not super fun and it's also extension of the tv show so i feel like that one's and the other thing about guardians really interesting that it's like the james gunn project and james gunn is trying to launch this own dc uh, yeah universe. Now, he's, now he's in charge of dc which is hilarious yeah. because he only became available to do that well you could like you know because he got fired from Guardians. Because he originally no. got fired from Guardians no. Two and then or Guardians Three, and then he came back to finish it. But by that point, he already planted seeds in DC. So, yeah, I don't know. I th- oh, I think yeah. I think Marvel wants to pretend like any big company or, or you know uh, brand would that everything is fine. And I think you could very easily it's because as more of these movies come out and they begin to and they and they continue to, I should say, not do that well critically. I think they're concerned because they were their thing was they had all quadrant uh, support and and positivity. It was making money. People were talking about it in a positive way and the critics loved it. And it was that's what it prided itself on. And now it's a little less of that. So you know, they're right to be concerned if they are. It has to lose money though. And the fact that Ant-Man uh, made $360 million, it will, it will it probably more in Canada if we do the conversion. So that's good mm, news. We can tell them true. that. That's true. Um, it's still making money and a fair amount of money. That's not an insignificant amount of money. And probably by its runtime, it will d- double what it, what it costs to make. So I think that that's fine. I just don't know. I, I think of it, you know, at some point it will not be worth spending X number of dollars to only generate, whatever uh, amount of income and that's where i think like the the discord will tilt but there's also the world in which like they don't want to like wait for that to happen so how do they pivot uh, uh from that happening so i don't know i just think I, I thought it was interesting like this one i i feel like people both want the like isolated story which this to me very much did feel like it was while also everybody wants everything interconnected which like i feel like also this one did so it's a very weird one that i feel like people are upset about but yeah uh, and to that point i actually feel like some of the best you know like winter soldier is this the example that everybody including myself always cites of how it's a a movie that feels really big but is actually pretty um self-contained and intimate and that's what i like about this movie like that it does feel self-contained and it's partially what i enjoyed about um wakanda forever that like yes they introduced new things but they also kept it pretty uh pretty local to to wakanda at least emotionally if not actually physically and you have to when you're telling like these cosmic stories that you're that are going to get bigger and bigger and now these multiversal stories that are just kind of literally difficult to keep track of and kind of feel like super unwieldy uh you need these stories as palate cleansers and you know, if people disagree, then I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so very interesting. I, I don't know that uh 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 Ant Man and the Wasp kind of mean, is gonna have too much competition uh uh coming as we sort of segue out of talking about Ant Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania. Um there's mm-hmm. some interesting stuff. I don't know that we've officially decided what we're gonna cover. I think there's one for sure that we will cover. It comes out uh this Friday. Uh uh 
Cocaine Bear drops this Friday. Uh, oh, yeah, we're uh, totally covering that. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure. Ray Liotta, I believe, is final movie appearance. In it's definitely Bear. one of. It's it's one of those yeah. things where, like, this is going to sound inappropriate, but it's like, we keep waiting yeah. to hear it's the one. But, like, you know, know. between, like, how they in, film uh, stuff and some stuff yeah. is shelved and then they release it later. And it's like, we don't actually know what the last release of his, uh, the last role will be officially publicly. Yeah. Um, there's not really much else. There's this movie, uh, Jesus Revolution that comes out. I think it has Kelsey Grammer and some, I, I don't know, based on autobiography, autobiography, I think it's about like, uh, I would be happy group to read about that movie. Great. Um, yeah, there's really not a, a ton. That's yeah, I like think Creed, Creed, th- uh, both Scream and Creed 3 are the bigger ones on my horizon, but they're Scream, obviously a couple of weeks away still. Scream is March 10th, Creed is March 3rd. So March 3rd and then March 10th. Yeah. So, like, okay, yeah. yeah, so Creed yeah. Will be first. I guess so another next week already. Jeez. Na- yeah. Next, next Friday. So yeah, this, uh, not a, a, a ton, ton. That's a, uh, uh, we like that out. though. Let's keep, no, let's I, keep it quantum realm. Let's keep it quantum right. realm in these parts. Right. I don't know what's coming out on streaming. If there's anything as well, but uh, yeah, it'll be a bit, uh, a bit slow, but yeah, we'll talk about cocaine bear uh, uh, either uh, later this week or next week. And yeah, we'll see what else, what else piques our interest. Um, Ariel, in the meantime, what else, what else you got going on? Where can people find you? Oh my heck. You can find me in the quantum realm, AKA Twitter at that other Ariel. Uh, I am covering the Netflix German original series dark with mm-hmm. you and DM Philly. We love mm-hmm. that show. It's, I mean, if you like complicated, this has yeah. complicated and we're talking about mm-hmm. full spoilers, all three seasons. It's only 26 episodes. Uh, proceed with caution also covering poker face with you uh natasha leone peacock original series very very fun last few weeks into that maybe like three or four episodes left and um this is a new thing that i can officially announce (sighs) myself and Chappelle are checking into the hospital to oh no are you okay Cover Grey's Anatomy. We're not. We're not sure if we're okay because a lot of crazy stuff happens at the hospital. Are you guys all right? You guys are going to cover Grey's Anatomy. Are you guys okay? Uh, it'll be it'll be super fun, I hope. And uh, the stakes will be low. We're going to start off with like a couple of pods back to back, um, some retrospective stuff, and then we'll be covering uh, going forward like a monthly digest at the end of the month because there are way too many episodes of that show. Yeah, what are you, a network uh, uh, drama? Has 24 episodes a season? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, I'm very excited for you and Chappelle. I think uh, Ariel Chappelle pod. uh, Yeah, give me that every day of the week. Uh, So if you could, so I'm actually asking if you could do a Grey's Anatomy pod every day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking for the opposite of what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, that's very exciting. I'm excited. Um, I think the only thing I'm covering the last of us, uh, the recaps with Mike Bloom, uh, video game club with Taryn Armstrong covering Mayfair witches with rich as well. And uh, RJP game night, uh, probably have missed. Uh, we played on Monday, February 20th. We did play, um, uh, sushi go. So you can check out the replay on the Twitch and YouTube channels for Rob has a podcast. I'm on Twitter at high from grace. We'll be back uh, soon with some coverage of cocaine bear. Um, until then I'm grace. That's Ariel. This is kosher recaps. Theater.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.